0: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We are a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran.
3: And I'm Anne Canterbury.
0: We're broadcasting live on Resonance 104.4 FM, as we've been doing for how many years now? Ten years. Ten. Still ten years. Uh, only increases year by year, obviously. You'll notice um, there's just two of us.
3: I was thinking about this earlier.
0: <laughs> Do I- <laughs> what, were you th- what were you thinking about it? I
3: was... Walking to Morrison's and I was thinking, mm-hmm.
0: there's only going to be two
3: of this in the studio. There is. Tonight. What does that mean? We, do we call ourselves two lives left?
0: No, because in- when there's three of us, we don't call ourselves three lives left. No,
3: so in losing one, are we now no lives left?
0: Interesting. I mean, no, because we've lost Simon. And we've lost Simon before and we've got through yeah. it and he'll be back. So he will. So he's not, he's not like he's gone Where is forever. he? Uh, last I heard in an email today, which you were CC'd on, yeah, uh, he was on a beach.
3: <laughs> he was on a beach contemplating throwing Simon Parkin's book in the sea. Uh, did he? He didn't get back to us, did we he? Don't,
0: we don't know whether he, he did. <laughs> yes, Simon is away today. He's, uh, he's been at Primavera and now he's on the Spanish beach instead of on One Life Left. Anne and I are here along with our super special guest. <sighs> <laughs> It is literally just Anne and I uh, for the next hour, which is, you know, it's sort of exciting.
3: If the sun wasn't streaming in through the windows quite so virently, I would perhaps say maybe we should do a more, like, you know, one of those chilled out uh, sessions that they have in the evening where it's just someone talking quite lazily over some music. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's a broken down radio show.
0: I was listening to a cricket commentary at the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I was very much enjoying it. And one of the things that I noted is how much control they have over dead air. Like, they are not fearful of dead air. They let the dead air speak for itself. So something will happen. And other commentators, other sports, uh, would endeavour to fill uh, the period of, of silence after something has happened with, you know, waffle. But cricket, it's not like that. Something happens, and then they just let the silence. 57 minutes later, (laughs) we've been (laughs) more life left than you've been listening to a video game radio show. We could be
3: cricket of video games today.
0: Uh, We could be. How's your week been?
3: Uh, My week's been pretty good. There was a bank holiday. Um, We had a week off, didn't we?
0: We did have a week maybe off Maybe that's why we? we're You
3: know Maybe we need a bit of a kickstart To get what us back did, in
0: What did we do What did you do On your bank holiday
3: uh, I honestly haven't Oh it was my niece's birthday Ooh, okay. So I went down And I spent some time with her And she wore some excellent clothes That were cooler than all of us uh, And yeah They all just ran around A lot more Fantastic. than I ever wanted to That good, good. What did you do?
0: Uh, Well, uh, I have two video games in crunch at the moment. Mm -hmm. I have uh, Chime Sharp, which I have to be careful what I say now. I don't think we've announced a release date, uh, but it is very, very close. What Um, colour
3: is the release date? (laughs) Uh,
0: Interesting. I'd say yellow. Yellow. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, instinctively or it does if you understand my synesthesia, uh, and um, so yeah, I've been playing that today, and maybe I'll talk a bit more about that later in the show because we have another fifty-six minutes to go. Um, and also, I've been playing Pixelgrams. Um, I mean, I've been working on Pixelgrams, which is an iOS and Android game that I've also got coming out.
3: Can we talk a bit about that later? Uh,
0: release color is probably the same. I think so. Yeah, I've been in crunch, and that's what I was doing on my bank holiday. Which uh, you know, it's not not such a bad thing because both of these games are good. Very relaxing to play video games on a bank holiday. Perhaps that's a shorter answer. I was playing video games, <laughs> which is fine because this is a video game radio show. We are One Life Left. We've been going for ten years on the wonderful Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM. We're a podcast at uh, all over the internet, honestly, and we've begun every episode with Anne's news. I see no reason to break with tradition.
1: One life left. One life left. One life left. One Video game news with Ann Scantlebury.
3: It's seven on Monday, the sixth of June. I'm Ann Scantlebury, and this is the news. No Man's Sky has been delayed until August. The hotly anticipated space exploration game from Hello Games was due out in June, but players will have to put their spacecraft back into park for a couple of months. Writing on the PlayStation blog, director Sean Murray explained, as we approached our final deadlines, we realised that some key moments needed extra polish to bring them up to our standards. And with five billion years worth of content in the game, a couple of months extra time seems pretty reasonable.
0: Uh, Yes, the internet was angry.
3: The internet was so angry about I don't know
0: this. I saw. What, what happened? What did the internet do? Uh,
3: the internet went, you're, you're delaying the game. I want to kill you. They
0: literally did. They There were death threats issued to uh, Sean Murray and the wonderful staff at Hello Games. And that was depressing. Depressing yeah. for everyone.
3: And also, uh, to someone who um, wrote about it, I think someone at Kotaku wrote about it and got mm. a death threat for, for even reporting the news.
0: They did. Uh, this is obviously awful and should not happen. I did read a very reasonable piece that said we have to be careful because it it absolutely should not happen in video games but what we should recognise as well is this is a societal problem. It actually happens across all types of media which is not to excuse it happening in video games but certainly there are morons who love or profess to love comics and movies and all kinds of things and issue death threats and that kind of stuff every time something doesn't go their way they are the worst people and uh, the fewer of them we have in video games the better but it wasn't all bad news um, because did you see uh, how the internet responded to the death threats no no Hello Games have been being sent food.
1: Oh!
0: I know, lovely food as well. So they've got delivery of pizza, some cupcakes with little No Man's Sky insignia on it, uh, which is all super, super exciting. That's nice. And, it, you know, uh, you have to believe, even, I mean, there's no question, that this is the right thing to do for the game. If, uh, if Sean and the rest of the team think it's not quite the game they want to make, then I think the internet can stand to wait a little longer. Um... I was really really excited about this game Mm -hmm. Super excited And then Dan Marshall Yeah Who's probably running right now Go on Dan Probably doesn't want a more sedate show does he No Slow him down Maybe
3: we'll pump him up later
0: Um, Dan Marshall told me there's guns in it Oh no! I know, I know. And I was thinking, maybe I'll write to Hello Games and ask if they can do me a build without the, <laughs> without the guns in it. And then I thought, read this news story. I was like yeah, now, nah, probably, probably, probably not the uh, not the right time.
3: Maybe someone can mod it for you. Minecraft is putting a block on hashtag brand engagement in the game. Just added to the official user guidelines law is the rule that corporations and organizations are no longer allowed to use Minecraft to sell their wares. Mojang's director of creative communications, Owen Hill, said, We want to empower our community to make money from their creativity, but we're not happy when the selling of an unrelated product becomes the purpose of a Minecraft mod or server. This rule doesn't extend to fans who aren't hoping to sell the product, so if you want to see your favorite brand represented in blocks, you better Minecraft it yourself.
0: Hey-o. That's uh, interesting, isn't it? Do you think this is good or bad, Anne?
3: Um, I think in the long run...
0: Bear in mind, yeah. whatever you say now, I'm going to take the opposite opinion. Okay. Okay?
3: So I think in the long w- long run, it's probably good.
0: I think in the short run, it's bad. <laughs> Gone.
3: Uh, well, because you... When you go on to some, uh, considering that children are mm-hmm. love Minecraft, right. um, it's a sort of an unregulated space for them um, to be sold stuff in, and you know people can just build stuff and try and push their mm-hmm. push their brands and their products at, um, at players and it, in sort of an underhand way. Cause it's not quite as um, up front as as being advertising as perhaps you should usually be. But what
0: if? Yeah. What if? Let me. Put this to you: What if I'm a? What if I'm starving, yeah. and I've got a business, uh-huh. and the only way of making my business succeed is by selling that business to children in an underhand fashion? <laughs> Are you suggesting that I should starve? That my family should starve? I'm
3: suggesting you should maybe think about your business model.
0: Well, you know, what if that's the only choice I've got? What if I'm a, What if that's my only way out? The only way out is. You know, through selling my wares on a Minecraft server, uh, by crafting a world based around my logo. What if I've sunk? 6 months of dev time into a world uh, crafted just, just to look like my logo and now you're telling me that's not okay.
3: I think you're going to have to get more underhand. I think you're going to oh. have to make oh. it look even more like you're not trying to sell it because that's what this is all about. You can't be seen to be obviously trying to sell your product. So you're going to have to make it maybe make it more fun, make it more interactive. It's not a sale, it's part of a game. You win. Oh. The UK's only video game TV show has been cancelled. Video Game Nation, which was on Challenge TV for over two years, was cancelled not because of poor ratings, but because of a change of direction at the channel. If you're scared your eyes won't cope without some game stuff on your TV, you'll just have to hold on until Dara O'Brien's Go 8-Bit starts on Dave later this year. At this point, One Life Left is very grateful that our faces really were made for radio.
0: Uh, did they beat us at any point in any award?
3: Uh, I think under a different guise they did but right. I don't think as Video Game Nation because that's a different I think various ones of them have beaten us at okay. some awards but not not as a whole.
0: Uh, who are they? Are they any of our friends? Yes. Yeah, so I mean of course everyone's our friend unless you're on the list uh, but so specifics.
3: Dan Mayer
0: Very good friend. Yeah. One life left. Aoife. Very good friend.
3: Yeah. Uh, who else is on it? I think, I think loads of our friends end up really? popping up on it quite I a lot. I suspect
0: Gav was probably on it. He's the sort. Yeah,
3: maybe. He's
0: always on TV, mm. that one. Interesting. Um, do video games work on TV?
3: Well, they definitely do because it's, it's a visual medium. Like, they definitely work Does on TV. Does every
0: visual medium work on TV? Every yeah, visual you, medium. You
3: can watch films on TV. That's
0: right. That is a visual medium. You can
3: watch TV on TV.
0: That's true. Also a visual medium. You
3: play your games on TV. So you're watching them.
0: Yep. What about books on TV? Sherlock. That's a book on TV. Works. Very successful. Uh, And radio on TV. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we'll never leave you.
3: Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's strange that everything sort of gets cancelled. It doesn't stick around for too long. Because you would think by now someone would have, this massive industry that we have, people are people are gobbling up as much media about as they can Mm. YouTubers are such a great success why
0: well that's the problem isn't it that it's happening too late Mm. that maybe 10 years ago there really was space for a video game TV show but at that point Um, I'm not sure that the TV channels had cottoned on to the fact that video games were a thing and people liked to watch video games being played. In fact, I'm not even sure that most video game makers understood that either because the whole YouTube Let's Play thing came as a surprise to pretty much everyone. But by that time, uh, by the time it had been proven, YouTube and and Twitch exist. So what's the point of having a TV show that mirrors exactly the same thing that um, the kids can already watch? It, It doesn't make any sense.
3: Yeah, uh, things aren't really uh, quite as linear as they used to be, Mm -hmm. you know. um, uh, The thing that I think is interesting is that there are documentaries, radio documentaries, there are quite a few of those out at the minute, or there have been around.
0: What, about video games? Yeah. What do you mean?
3: People do, like, radio documentaries, they go out on...
0: How do you know about this?
3: Because I look at the internet and people and
0: why, why aren't we involved we've well, been doing this for 10 years
3: yeah but we haven't we've never gone that deep Steve. Yeah, but,
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter if you google radio and video games you should get us like number 1 the one thing we have the one thing we have is the length of time we've been around. We are literally the oldest video game radio show in the world. In the world. And you can't take that away from us unless we stop. And we're not going to stop. We're not going so to stop. Just to you. Yeah, you might as well get used to us. We're not going anywhere. And therefore, if you want that sort of, you know, cachet, surely if you're making a video game radio documentary, you get involved with the people who know about video games and radio. And that should be us. Should I mean, be. it is. I, I get we're not exactly proving it right now. It should be us. What were these documentaries about? Games. (sighs) This is rubbish. I
3: know, know, right? Tense puzzle game The Witness has had what people are calling a demake. Developer Dustin Long has made 32 rather than 600 puzzles in 8-bit and called it, cunningly, thewit.nes. It's available to play now on Long's Itch.io page. J. Blow seems to be pretty into it, giving the announcement a retweet if that's an indication of being into something. Welcome to this week's demake of One Life Left.
0: It is kind of a D make today, isn't it? Uh, Back to first principles. I think that this is good PR from Jay Blow, right? Maybe it's him under a pseudonym. No, I don't think so. But maybe it is. It could be. Uh, It's it's not going to do him any harm to have people talking about this or talking about any sort of controversy that surrounds it, not that there is one. Uh, And it's a good, good mechanic. Have you played The Witness?
3: No, I still haven't played it yet. Uh, But I. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I think I'm gonna. I think
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. It's a. It's it's a good game. And it's a really really nice puzzle mechanic. But there is way more to it than you could possibly do. Well, for a start, in 32 puzzles. Yeah. I mean, it's without spoiling it, it's a very very broad game and a mechanic that's treated in you know many different ways. But secondly, um, there's a lot of stuff that you could not do in a. 2D environment. Mm-hmm. So you can take the core puzzle game mechanic and you can replicate that and it'll be super fun. But you can't actually reproduce the experience of the witness in in full in a in a NASD make. So I guess that's why J Blows fine with it, maybe.
3: Yeah, well it's sort of a, you know, anything that's a homage is is a bit of a plus for you, isn't it? Makes mm. you feel pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh. And finally, it's the brand synergy we've all always wanted. Nintendo has teamed up with Vans to let us wear Mario on our little feetsies. Not only will you be able to get Mario, Donkey Kong, Zelda and Duck Hunt shoes, but socks, hoodies, shirts and backpacks too. Every bit of you could be covered in Goombas and you can go to sleep in them and be happy for the rest of your life. The only nightmare bit of this dream world is that, inexplicably, the socks will cost £18. What? We are also kind of curious to see what happens when you put a plumber in a washing machine. Nothing good with for sure.
0: 18 quid yeah
3: for a pair of socks right okay so there is you can get some socks for 10 pounds i mean
0: you do get two of them so nine yeah. quid each yeah seems get, a slightly better value.
3: So you can get some pairs for 10 pounds but they are the sports socks so you don't Tiny. get you don't, you don't get, get the, get the, full the ankle bit coverage well, that's or, rubbish yeah. because
0: surely if you're getting mario branded socks you, you want people to observe yeah. that you're wearing so who's going to observe that you're wearing sports socks
3: for ten pounds, it's, uh, it's ridiculous.
0: What are the shoes like then?
3: Oh, they look quite good. They look like vans with Nintendo characters on them.
0: Right, so something you could get from <laughs> from Etsy for the last <laughs> decade for yeah. or eBay. Yeah. Okay, but these are these are official. These
3: are official and proper, and they're very well designed. And you know, vans are pretty comfy as well. Mm, so
0: that's- other trainers are available. Sneakers, if you're listening sneakers. in America. Uh, so, what you know? Are you going to get any?
3: Well they look pretty cute. They do look pretty cute. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like there are hats in there as well. I mean, yeah, there are, I, I think if you're in I was thinking about this like a uh, branded or slogan related clothing mm-hmm. um to do with video games like it's it's sort of like putting your flag in the ground and saying I play video games. This is something I'm into and I don't know yeah. if, you, if you can do it in a cute way. What I think else?
0: I think you have to be very, very careful with wearing video game apparel. Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, I have a rule, which is never wear video game related clothing uh-huh. to a video game event. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, I think that... Uh, I think other people should follow that rule because I'd like to be considered a style leader, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I think that... I don't know. It's got it. It's got a kind of bad rep, doesn't it? The sort of video game clothing, T-shirt stuff. So it'll take something from Vans to make it cool again. Yeah. Does it have a bad rep? I might be very... Out, I mean, I'm definitely out of I touch. I don't think it Maybe does have cool. a bad rep.
3: I think it's pretty cool. Know. Everyone walking around in their Atari T-shirts. Uh,
0: that was 20 years ago. No one no. wears a Atari. No!
3: I'm sure that a member of One Direction wore one and everyone was like, do you even... Really? What are you even...
0: But are One Direction cool anymore? Oh my goodness! Maybe this is why we weren't featured on the radio yeah. video games. Well,
3: I have one question for you now, Steve. Okay. Do you consider this a video game event right now?
0: What you and yeah, oh, you I, and <laughs> me in a in a radio? Yeah, of course.
3: What's your t-shirt?
0: Uh, it's a Tetris t-shirt.
2: One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. <laughs>
0: Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's a radio station in London. If you haven't heard of it, I don't know why not, because I mention it every One Life Left, and we have been doing this for... Ever. Ever. Ever and ever. It began back in the day with just me and you. There was no Simon back then.
3: It wasn't just me and you, though, was it? Let's not deny our roots.
0: (laughs) To all all intents and purposes, according to One Life Left canon right now... (laughs) It wasn't just me and you. It wasn't just me and you. There was someone else. Someone else back then. Hmm. I should try and dig out those old old shows, shouldn't I? No, you
3: shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. They give me horror. They give me the horrors. I just every time we talk about. Uh, Where we are now I think about our beginning And how awful it was And how sad I was
0: (laughs) What and how great it is now How wonderful we are What professional broadcasters We just
3: sweep in here Just the two of us we're
0: pretty good It was a very relaxed Changeover today wasn't it It
3: was There was only two Three in the studio before us Usually there's a Usually there's everyone And literally their dog (laughs) Uh, But today there was just Three people in here We had a nice little chat As we had a changeover We
0: did It was super relaxed Because the
3: family at Resonance Is tight and lovely. It
0: is a wonderful radio station. This, by the way, is alone music, and it's called "Hold Hands Over Borders." Uh, it's from chipmusic.org. I got told off yeah. on Facebook uh, today by a listener who said, "Every time you say, every time you say "chip music, yeah. it sounds like you're saying a rude word.
1: Oh yeah, that
0: one. <laughs> music ch- ch- Yeah. So chip music.org which music. is a site for video game music this is the point right now where we would normally introduce our guest
3: interesting should we interview each other today
0: so i think uh, in lieu of having an actual guest today uh, you should interview me about okay. uh, oh, about, for about my video game which is coming out very very soon uh, uh, chime sharp
3: Hi, welcome uh, to the show.
1: Steve.
3: So
0: good to be here,
1: Steve.
3: Curran. Oh, I've always
0: wondered what the studio is no. like. It's beautiful. Welcome. It's, beautiful. it's not like when I was here ten years ago. No. When we were in Denmark Street. It no. Was a bit of a dingy and what were you place. doing
3: ten years ago? Were you working on video in, games? Good then?
0: question. Ten years ago. Ten years ago, I was working on video games for Sony. Oh. Mm, for Sony, big uh, video game publisher, Sony. Heard of them? Yep. Left them. Oh, really? mm Hmm.
3: Mutual decision?
0: We, you know, it was one of those breakups where we're both happy to see the back of each other. <laughs> and, and so I left, I left Sony. I mean, I, I love Sony. They love me. It's, we're all fine. We're all fine. Now, after, Moving on happily. After signing various contracts, we're, yeah. all, we're all completely fine. Uh, from there, I went to work uh, at a video game studio, which was called Cuju Brighton, but became uh, Zoe Mode. And there, while I was there, worked on a game called Chime
3: chime now i've heard of this chime game what you've
0: only heard of it no i've it, played it you've played it good okay good played it's, and you've backed done the research uh
3: well, you so couldn't
0: back it back then no
3: not back then back then it was made with
0: with what investment it, well sort of back then it was uh it was made for charity uh for a charity called one big game uh martin Duron's charity And, uh, yeah, it was a little puzzle game uh, that we put together at Zoe uh, with some spare resources we had and uh, in a thing I ran called The Lab. And it was great. I think it was great. Yeah. I'm allowed to say that. It's my own game. Uh, It came out for Xbox Live? Yeah. Xbox Live. And then, uh, ultimately, it came out on the PS3 as well uh, under Chime Super Deluxe, a sort of expanded sequel.
3: Uh, And so now you are back with Chime again.
0: Yeah. Are you calling it Chime 2? I'm not calling it Chime 2. Chime around the world? (laughs)
3: Chime after Chime?
0: It's called Chime Sharp, although we did sing Chime after Chime in in, uh, San Francisco at the Mariachi. Uh, It's called Chime Sharp, and it is a sequel to Chime, and uh, it is... Yeah, it's pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. This is my first press interview about it on my own radio show. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it was kickstarted about a year ago and it's just coming to a uh, conclusion right now. It's been very, very interesting process.
3: Uh, how was it trying to kickstart a project which has already been made once?
0: Right, so I think that's, that's pretty interesting. In fact, I was writing that today for, one of my, uh, uh, for a letter that's going to go out to the backers very very soon
3: oh, you do do good backer letters thank you keep um, updated with your cats
0: so when uh, when you start any project on Kickstarter I think it's really really important to be upfront with what you're planning to achieve because a really really stressful thing is letting people down and a lot of people on Kickstarter get caught up with promising the world because they want to see their um Their, uh, what do you call it, donations, Mm -hmm. their backing go up and up and up. And, of course, if you say, oh, this is going to be a brilliant, you know, it's going to be the same uh, puzzle game that you you love, this sort of sequencer versus Tetris thing, but it's also going to have an MMO in it and it's going to be in space and you're going to have a first-person shooter element with RPG loot crates and all this stuff, then people are like, that sounds brilliant, and you suddenly end up with, you know, $500,000 or whatever, and then you've got to make it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've no idea how to make it, and that's super, super stressful. And that's where I think most video games fall down on Kickstarter. They promise so much. And the gap between what they have promised, what they're going to deliver, is made worse by the thing that the player is imagining. Because it's not just about promising this amazing vision that's in your head, it's about how the player, or your backers, interpret that vision. And suddenly you've got a thousand different people all interpreting your text, vision in a slightly different way and all waiting for things uh, that are different from the thing that you've planned which you're not going to be able to deliver anyway. So right at the start of Chime uh, right at the start of Chime Sharp uh, the Kickstarter I was really really honest I, I mean I'm not saying other people aren't honest they certainly want to deliver these but things you were really but amidst. I was very very conservative
3: You cut yourself
0: No, yeah, I was, I was really really conservative and basically said listen I understand that um i understand people want different things from chime i understand that i could promise the earth here and there's loads and loads of things that i want to achieve but even if i fail what you're going to end up with is chime just chime with extra music and chime is a you know fairly simple puzzle game and so i was fairly confident that we could achieve that and we have and we've achieved some other things as well
3: uh so how has the music
0: changed well, uh, so to explain a bit about what Chime is, it's a it's a music puzzle game where you place blocks to essentially gently remix a piece of music that uh, you know we have been um, we've been given by various artists uh, that we love. So that music is broken up into sections, and as you place the blocks and tessellate the blocks and colour in a background, you move through those sections of the music. But also the blocks are red, like uh, notes on a sequencer, and so those blocks uh, essentially. Add and augment the music as well. So you're progressing through a piece of music, and you are adding to it with your own sounds. The musical uh, that that was like that in the original chime, and it's essentially the same right now. Where it's different is we've got a much broader palette of music. So we've got some of my favourite artists, some of which I think the soundtrack's being announced this week. But some of it is is certainly uh, certainly out in the us a open preview? now. Uh, I definitely can't tell you the things that haven't been announced even on my own radio show what? But, but I can say that the track that is going to be announced this week that will lead the game is the track, the single track that I wanted throughout the development of Chime and i played it for the first time today and it's absolutely brilliant people who are fans of the first track on the original Chime will not be disappointed I think it's uh, yeah it's absolutely beautiful we've also got some some well, every single track on there i love and we have got some brilliant artists some you know quite famous artists and some uh, some artists you may not have heard of but who providing you know very very different types of music so for example we've got chipsall in there who's <laughs> you know who's excellent uh has she been on the show? she has been on my show you're right, so she has been on the show yeah our show our show <laughs> our show uh so we've got chips on there, doing some brilliant chip music, but we've also got uh messaged bears who are you know great uh acoustic uh almost loop pedal based um music in there, and uh yeah, lots of other different types of stuff as well, so I'm really really pleased with the soundtrack.
3: Uh, and how has it changed making a game in the time between chime and chime shop?
0: Well, I think the biggest change is personally um that I <laughs> I determined a few years ago that I was no longer going to make video games for for money. I mean, strictly for money uh, the, I, for a video game, for me to be involved in a video game it had to be something that I really 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 wanted to make and Chime was something that I wanted to make for a very very long time and as such this has actually been much uh, less stressful than any other project because I think if you're making a game for money you have to have the ultimate goal of selling a lot of copies of that game and I hope Chime does Chime Sharp does um, or you have to have the goal of making a lot of other people really really happy and I hope Chime Sharp does that too. However, my single goal with this project was to make a sequel for me, mm-hmm. which is selfish, right? But I do believe whenever you make a creative project, any type of creative project, you have to be making it for one single person. And that single person can be anyone, you know. It can be your mum, it can be your girlfriend, your boyfriend, it can be your cat, it can be, you know, somebody who uh, you've met on the street, it can be a, a pop star, it could be Taylor Swift. But you have to make it for one single person. And in that this instance that person is me and i know a lot of people you know share love the same sort of things that i love in games And i think a lot of the chime backers share the same affection for the game that i do but in this instance uh, i'm making this particular game for me and therefore like the process of making it has been kind of less stressful because it sort of doesn't matter what people say doesn't at it because i'm like you know, so some people might say, oh, uh, I, I I wanted this, or I, I wish there was more Moby in the game, because I love Moby. <laughs> and go, I can I, go, you know, I completely understand that this game isn't for everyone. It really isn't. It's a, you know, it's a music puzzle game, and so that limits its audience from the start. But I absolutely love it. <laughs> I think it's great, and, and I can't be disappointed in that.
3: But don't you think that, uh, because it's so personal now, any criticism that comes at you, isn't that going to, fire right into your heart?
0: Not really because it's a criticism of the game and that's fine because you cannot make something for everyone and you know I don't don't think this game is absolutely flawless there is space in the mechanic of Chime for me to make a Chime 3 if I want to in in 5 years time and look at some of the things that I would like to improve. Development time is finite so you don't get to make the perfect experience but what I can say is over the year that it's been development, there's been challenges and many, many decisions we've had to make, and every decision has been guided by me thinking, okay, what would I like in this game? And that's been executed by a team who are you know, much smarter and better at game development than I am, but it's been governed by my choices, and it's impossible to regret a decision that's been... Uh, it's impossible to regret a decision um, if your regret is being... Um, be motivated by someone saying they don't like it when that person isn't the person you're making the game for. Uh, at least that is how I am framing all the criticism that good. is heading my way. Good. I don't good know. A I try to. I, I try to. I think another good sort of piece of advice for creators generally is to avoid feedback on the internet because <laughs> the internet is a thankless, thankless place where criticism is persistent and endless.
3: So, if you're making this game for yourself, who, are you, what you're. Who are your next games going to be made for?
0: Good question. So um, I am. So <laughs> I'm. I'm making uh, Pixelgrams, and when I'm, you know, Pixelgrams is this uh, free to play iOS Android game, and when I was making that, the person I had in my mind to play it uh, was my mum. Ah. Uh-huh. Because it's it's basically uh, the sort of game I thought she would love, and the sort of. Aesthetic and all of the uh, uh, the the way the game plays out, kind of stress free but also taxing and good time filler, is the sort of thing that I imagine she would like. Um, and <laughs> and the cricket game, the cricket game that I'm making, uh, well, initially was uh, I wanted to make a cricket game that again was slightly for myself. But was specifically so I could become friends with a cricketer. Okay. Specific cricketer. Uh, Subsequently, I've changed that into a a game which is a tribute to another game designer. But I can't say who that is without spoiling it. Oh, interesting.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Who was the cricketer you wanted to make friends with? I'm not telling
0: you. (laughs) Sari. I'm not. He doesn't listen to this. It's fine. It could still
3: happen though, Steve. Yeah. Two
0: birds, one stone. We'll see. Or Uh, cricket ball. So that's Chime Sharp.
3: Well, that's good. And when is it? It you haven't got It's yellow. It's <laughs> yellow.
0: It's yellow. Okay. It's out yellow. It's it's going to be out in the next couple of months. I think it's fair to say. Um, we haven't actually locked down a date right now. But yeah, very 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 soon. It's available on early access right now. You can find out more by following Chime Sharp on Twitter. I think it's Chime Sharp on Twitter. Is it? Might be Chime Game on Twitter
1: can we it
3: I'm not you? sure
0: no it's fine but you know people find it you can follow me Steers here on Twitter if you <laughs> want to catch up if you want to catch up with you know the sort of things that I'm up to after Chime Chime 3 Chime Flat Chime again Chime Deluxe I don't know uh, but yes uh, do that I should say thanks, thanks. yeah good very, well, thank thanks. you very thanks for coming on the show story. thanks no yeah. worries might come back next week we'll uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see
2: Hello, I'm Sege Badawi, and welcome to On Life Left Local News. Amateur cooks worldwide have protested after Cooking Mama proposed removing her recipes from her public website. Cooking Mama has for years believed that her bespoke instructions should be available for the world to enjoy and have them freely accessible. However, the current Culture Secretary, John 16 Bittingdale felt that this was preventing free trade in the important recipe market. He pointed to RPGs such as World of Warcraft, Fallout 4 and Skyrim all relied on cooked food to restore health and that the cost of these recipes had all fallen through the floor because of Cooking Mama's actions. As a result, Cooking Mama then proposed putting her recipes behind a paywalls vionetta. But the public outcry was so loud that these have now been shelved. Next are the flour and the castor sugar. Thanks and back to your usual programming. <laughs>
0: You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, we've got a brilliant selection of music today. Uh, this is Augusta by Mystic Hero. It's from ChipMusic.org as well. It would fit perfectly into Chime Sharp or Chime Flat if I go and make an eight-bit version of it. Who knows?
3: Is that a D make?
0: Well, that was uh, that was one of the things we talked about doing. Actually, we talked. Uh on a failed Indiegogo campaign uh, we looked for a certain amount of money and if we'd hit that target then what we would have done is produced an 8-bit version of Chime with uh, you know, its own soundtrack and we didn't hit that target but this, it's still in my head and you know, I still want to make a, 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 um, a tablet version as well so maybe mm. those things fit together, uh, I don't know I don't know, we will see anyway, this is absolutely brilliant uh, it's an absolutely fantastic piece of music and right now it's time for one life left. Letters. It's really trying to time that well. Yeah, no. so that didn't really please. work, did it? It's okay. It's okay. Ten years. Talking of ten years been asking for letters for 10 years
3: (laughs) and sometimes we get them
0: i think we had one today didn't we We before we had before before we had to add and one after yeah which is which is okay guys because there's two of us maybe maybe you knew that but that would have been awkward if there was like four of us as normal because then what would you have done like gone oh sorry super special guest You can't read anything anything out because we've read them. Just go and sit in the corner quietly.
3: Which is what we usually make them do anyway. It's not very
0: super special, is it? All right, you start.
3: Uh, Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Who, who
0: Who is this from?
3: This is from. Robert, oh. Robert
0: Wells Okay.
3: Uh, i just started playing Rocket League And so far I'm loving it Solid 7 out of 10 It's brought me back to Speedball 2 And the idea of sports that would be brilliant in real life If only we wouldn't all die while playing them What's the video game you'd most like to see Enacted as a re- as a real world sport P-p-p- Robert
0: Video game I would Hmm, that's an interesting question the problem is, most video games are about shooting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I bet people would say Splatoon at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, Splatoon's fun, right? Fun shooting. Video game, I would like to see some real a life sports. Sport. Yeah. Sport. Interesting. It'd be quite interesting if you could do a uh, competitive Tetris. Like actually stacking blocks that sort of disappeared. Because they
3: do a lot of light shows, sort of like Tetris style.
0: No, they'd have to be picking up. But you have have to be like like sort of Jenga, like picking up physical things that when you got a full thing at the bottom, it sort of disappeared. Bad work, wouldn't
3: it? I was about to say, imagine, right? Right, think about it imagine real life Pong.
0: Imagine. Imagine. You could have real life pong. You could have it with with humans. With and
3: humans, and they'd, but they'd have to hold like some kind of paddle, yeah. some kind of like so, something to represent the the paddles. And, and
0: I tell you what, I know exactly which game uh, I would like to see in real life. What? Wind jammers. Do you know wind jammers? No. No. Windjammers is a, was a Neo Geo, well it still is. What's the right past tense to use? Because these games exist in perpetuity even though uh, people don't play them. I
3: think you just say is. Is. It continues right. to be. <laughs> it it con- has been. Wind,
0: Windjammers has been and continues to be a Neo Geo game from about, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago. Uh, and was essentially Pong, but played with sort of... Wrestling style characters who threw a frisbee aggressively at each other, trying to get it past each other to go in goal. I think there was a, uh, there's might have been a kickstarted remake of it very recently. I used to have the arcade okay machine; it was brilliant. I'm sure we've mentioned it before on the show.
3: Um, I was just thinking about um, Super Smash Brothers. It's so ridiculous. Like it, it, what Robert said about, "Oh, I'd love to see if, if only you wouldn't, people wouldn't get killed." Mm-hmm. So, so ridiculous. It's, it's, uh, it, it wouldn't even work as wrestling. It what? wouldn't. It's, it's more ridiculous than wrestling. I didn't, know you, I didn't wrestling. know you
0: had feelings about Super Smash Bros. Yeah,
3: I have quite strong feelings. Of d- I, I don't like it. I, it's too confusing. There's so much going on. It doesn't. When have you played it? Uh, played it. I went when I went over to Simon's. Me, Simon, uh, and Kate right. played it.
0: Oh my goodness. Why? Does he like it?
3: No, I had to play it for a thing.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Goodness me, that would have been quite a revelation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Should, have ha- should have happened at the end of the show. Yes. One <laughs> life left theme. Then at the next episode we'd have to, used to have to we used to do recaps, didn't we? Yeah
3: we did. Good you used to have cliffhangers. You used to have cliffhangers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bring back cliffhangers. Maybe that's where we've been going wrong. <laughs> oh hello. So it's actually if microphone. we're talking no, if we're talking about um Talking about sort of themes. Yeah. Would you call those like plots that keep Uh, coming back, like threads? Yeah. Through multiple episodes. You'll remember a few weeks ago, One Life Left uh, replaced, not One Life Left, Resonance FM replaced the studio microphones. Yeah. Which is really, really exciting. And uh, and Anne wasn't there that week. And then the week back, she was delighted to discover that I had been given the lead microphone. Yeah. Now had springs, golden springs that golden. were too strong, which basically occasionally would make the microphone drift, and I would have to follow it, like I'm doing now. Well, that doesn't happen anymore because look. What? No. What yes. The springs come no, off? no, no. I think someone's taken oh, okay, taken see. the spring off That's to stop it. There's still a spring on the other side of the microphone. Morg Adams writes Dear team and super special guest I am taking a brief time out From my latest hobby Reading scans of The One Simon's (laughs) magazine Very good To say congrats to Anne Or GZ As we would say in World of Warcraft Which reminds me If Stee ever starts to crumble With his no shooters year Then a crippling (laughs) Crippling World of Warcraft addiction May help Hmm I've been there twice. I didn't get on with it. played up to level 13, I think, both times, and then got bored.
3: Uh, so, sort of bringing in both of those things, at some point in the future, I'm going to be a wife. I heard. And you, which is what that congratulations is in reference to, uh-huh. I'm going to make it legal. Uh, but I'm, no,
0: I'm going to make it legal. No,
3: I'm going to make it legal. You said, and you. And you.
0: Are going to make it legal.
3: No. That, am you? I...
0: I officiating in World of Warcraft.
3: <laughs> going to get married in World Amazing. of Warcraft, and I'm going to be no, an orc you, vicar. Do you remember years ago when you did uh, finding a wife in Second Life?
0: Good times. Did
3: you? Did no. you find one? Did you make no, it legal? No,
0: I went on to Second Life once and assaulted by a terrifying purple <laughs> naked like avatar of. Unspecific, non-specific gender, uh, who, um, yeah, who assaulted me, and wow. uh, yeah, it was, it was. And you really, decided that
3: was not the place I, to I find was like, your I'm wife. I'm not going
0: to find my wife in Second Life, and that feature ended.
3: Will you? So my um, thoughts going back to the news from earlier: mm-hmm. uh, no more brands in Minecraft. Yeah. Um, I sort of feel like that's going to mean that it doesn't end like, end up like Second Life. Second Life, which I believe now to be just brands shouting at each other across the void
0: i think the brands have left have as they? far as i understand the brands were a thing uh back when back when second life was <laughs> receiving receiving um a surprising amount of press in the guardian uh brands flocked to uh, second life and positioned themselves there and then realized they were positioning themselves at each other <laughs> and then flocked away from second life and now it's quite an interesting sort of it's a um it's a it's kind of wasteland of of x brand uh brand
1: i can
3: imagine there's still a wimpy in there somewhere <laughs> yeah. that they forgot to shut down
0: uh this reminds me as well while we're just tangenting uh chris donlan wrote an excellent piece this week about visiting dark souls as a tourist mm. playing it now now it's uh, it's a thing that feels completely explored and, uh, and feeling like a tourist there. It's so brilliant, it's made me want to go back to Dark Souls. Reviews
3: Reviews. preceded by
0: a sting.
3: Pros, (laughs) absolute pros.
0: Yeah, and before that, uh, simple noises by Venom. Pros, very good. Pros, pros. Ten-year veterans of video game radio. Not that you would know it by other people's respect when it comes to making radio shows. That's what it comes down to. About video games, respect. Respect. Agreed. When are we going to get ours, Anne?
3: Ten more years? Ten
0: more years. Ten, maybe that should be our slogan. One <laughs> life left. Ten more years. Ten right. more
3: years to respect. Right, this is our review section. Steve, review.
0: Oh, Right.
3: you got to say something. Uh, Can you review anything other than your own games?
0: No, I, I definitely have played some things this week. Do you want me to go? In? Yeah, please, while I I've remember. mostly
3: been playing one of your games. Ugh. The other one I've been playing is Wonderful Hatterfall Boyfriend. Ah, uh,
0: it's come out on iOS, hasn't it?
3: It has, yes. So I've been playing it whilst I've been on the tube. Um, It's just so wonderful and bizarre and charming. I and- remember
0: what I've played. Right, I'm but gonna let, me-, to- no, but yeah, yeah, let no, me finish. I'm not interrupting you, not man-reviewing you. <laughs> I need to, um, uh, but I'm just saying. Definitely don't do that. What I'm doing is I'm moving over to the computer to Google what the name of it is. You're going
3: to let me soliloquize? Yeah,
0: don't think that I'm just fact-checking your review. (laughs) Go.
3: Uh, So, Hatterful Boyfriend is a pigeon dating sim, although I like to think of it more as a pigeon friendship sim, uh, because I don't see any getting on, really, with people, and and one of the endings that I got was incredibly sad, and if that's how all my dates ended, then I don't think I would be... Uh, in the position I am in now, um, yeah, it's just lovely and charming and bizarre. Uh, and you are a human who goes to a school for very smart pigeons and other birds because there there are other birds in there. I don't know if they're all directly from the pigeon family. Uh, and then you go and you chat to different pigeons and you decide which ones you're going to go and hang out with, which ones you're going to spend time with, uh, you learn more about them. You progress through the school year, you have a slightly eccentric teacher, who of course is eccentric because he's a bird, (laughs) Um, and yeah, it is just wonderful and bizarre and and sometimes I'm playing it and I'm like, I don't understand understand how this became a thing, but I love it so much. It's brilliant. It's just brilliant.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, Yeah. Very enjoyable, 7 out of 10. Then I've also been playing your game, which... Uh, sort of took me off of Hatful Boyfriend for a while because I'm really, really enjoying it. Oh, really enjoying it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, very good. Early.
0: This, this is the free to play one, we'll not Chime. Yeah. This is Pixelgrams. Pixelgrams. Uh Simon's going to be livid when we've he finds out we've been. T- Let's also say other free to play games are available, such as Bangman.
3: Bangman, yeah.
0: Excellent. One Life Left, seven out of ten.
3: Yeah one of the highest scores yet Yeah. Uh, yes so early reviews are in, and it's looking good 7 out of 10
0: good fantastic I have been playing because uh, I needed a break from my games I have been playing as everyone listening to this show <laughs> this show will do um, I've been playing Switch Galaxy Ultra What's on that on PSN plus uh, it was free game this month and it's a racing game where you're on a track and you're going super fast down that track and you can move left or right it is basically pole position uh the game game and watch game that i used to play 30 years ago Mm. uh it's a very 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 simple game so you're moving fast down the track you move left and right you avoid objects go faster you can choose to speed up or slow down You upgrade your ship. There's a plot. I'm not sure the plot is necessary. And yeah, like, it's exactly the sort of game I would have thought I would love. And I sort of think I would, except it's so slow. It's so slow at the start, to the point that I really thought I was missing some controls or missing out on something, but I don't think I am. It just goes really, really, really slow, and I get... I assume that the sort of design decision is to make it so that later when you go really, really fast, you feel you're going really, really fast. You know, it's sort of uh, emphasised by the slowness at the start. But unfortunately, I doubt I'll ever get to that point because I just find it a little bit slow and boring. I wish I didn't because it's obviously been developed with a lot of love and there's so much polish to it, which, you know, I'm I'm envious of. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, it left me a little bit uh, wanting for speed, I'm afraid. 7 out of 10.
3: Um, I have a question.
0: Is it reviews related?
3: No, I take the reviews down.
0: Done.
3: Uh, okay, I'm learning to drive at the minute, and because you were just talking about a driving game. Okay. And I've got my theory test in a couple of weeks, and revising for that is so boring. You have to learn so many rules of the road, which... You know, in video games, you just throw out the window generally. Mm. Uh, But I have a question for the listeners. Okay.
0: This is exciting. Maybe they could write in with the answer. and Maybe next week we'd have some letters.
3: Yeah. (sighs) Listeners, do you know of any games that will make me a good driver and not a reckless driver?
0: Isn't the answer Gran Turismo, which is boring? Is it? I believe, and I've... Played about five minutes of Gran Turismo and would give it zero out of ten because it's a boring game about cars, which speaks to my point earlier of how you cannot make a game for anyone. Uh, <laughs> you can make a game for someone, <laughs> you can't make a game for everyone because people like different things. Yeah. Um, but I believe there are driving tests in Gran Turismo oh, where you've oh, got to, like, avoid knocking over a cone or whatever, which sounds boring, like your theory test. Yeah. I don't drive, but I can't actual drive. Actual
3: driving as well.
0: Oh my goodness, I tell you what I have been playing, which is an amazing 7 out of 10, talking of speed, yeah. is um, the man who uh, supports Donald Trump and makes amazing VR conversions of Dolphin, the emulator for the Wii and the GameCube, what? Uh that that's from stalking his Reddit account. Those are the two sides to his personality. Uh, he's made an update to Dolphin, which runs F-Zero and Vive and is absolutely incredible and so fast and so brilliant. It makes me want to support Donald Trump too. Don't! I'm not going to, and even if I did, it wouldn't make a difference because I'm not in America. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's been One Life Left.
3: It has been, actually. We got through it, guys. We did. Uh, We got through it together.
0: Good. Well, um, we will see you next Monday. Next Monday. Monday.
3: Hopefully we'll have Simon back. Maybe that's a cliffhanger. Will Uh, Simon be back next week? We'll find out. Bye.